Trigger warning, in this episode we're going to be discussing topics surrounding mental health, so please be mindful before listening. Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on your commute, out on a hot girl walk, or curled up on your sofa, open your mind and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hi guys and welcome back to the Good Vibes Club. I have Tasha with me again today. Hello! Are we even surprised? Um, You all seem to really like Tasha's episode and it's actually one of the most listened episodes that I've done so far. So we thought, you know what, it's time for round two and we have a topic that we really wanted to discuss because it's one that's very present in both of our lives at the moment and one that we think will be worth listening to and talking about because it's something that needs to be talked about and shared more often. It shouldn't be a subject that's taboo. It should be open for everyone to talk about it. There shouldn't be like any negativity around it. It should be something that we should be able to talk about it and be like, do you know what? This is what I'm going through. I shouldn't be ashamed of feeling how I feel. Yeah. And let's let's talk about it. I completely agree. So we thought we would share our experiences and just talk you through how we found being diagnosed with mental health issues, um, how we approach doctors, what happened, some funny stories, um, therapy versus medication versus both, like all different types of things and just have a really honest and I would say quite a vulnerable chat about this because obviously me and Tasha have been best friends for like 15 years. So we've had these conversations before, but we really wanted to open the conversation out because I think sometimes just hearing other people's experiences and how people have gone through something can really help you to kind of feel more comfortable talking about it yourself, whether it's with friends and family or, you know, just actually going and seeking help for something that maybe is bothering you that you just have always been putting off because you're fear of that thing does that make sense yeah exactly (laughs) like I think with my issue which I'll see I'll be discussing about I literally thought I was the only person dealing with this and then I kind of like started talking about it with like my family because I know a few of my family members have had it and they really yeah so like my auntie's had it that's so interesting my nan had it which is bit weird and you never knew until you asked them no I never knew I generally thought the reason why I had my think was because of what I saw my nan go through and I was like what so you had the same thing that I'm now dealing with and now that my auntie has which is very very weird yeah that's so strange I know and then I kind of like mentioned it on social media like on my Instagram and I think I had about 15 people come to me and say yeah I have exactly the same thing isn't it funny how you always feel like you're the only person until you open up and then you find out there's a million other people that feel the same and you're like oh I'm actually not alone and I have felt that way for years yeah exactly and it also like it kind of like goes on to another subject we're going to talk about is like overthinking you literally overthink it thinking I'm the only person that's dealing with this oh my god what is happening to me like it's really weird and as soon as you know that some people are dealing with what you're dealing with it doesn't make you feel like stupid for feeling the way that you do it's kind of like oh, okay yeah this is actually quite normal and I shouldn't feel ashamed for how I'm feeling I'm just I'm something I'm going through right now it's like that old saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. Exactly. And but we're on sharing that note, our problems. <laughs> shall we do our good vibe of the week? Because I feel like I already know what yours is going to be. And it's relating yes. to this this podcast episode. So my good vibe of the week is actually going to the doctors and actually being diagnosed with depression and anxiety, which isn't something that I thought I would say was a good vibe, but it's something that I've dealt with like on and off for quite a few years now. And the fact oh, that yeah, ages. literally it's like I go through spells where I'm really, really high one minute 
and then I'm low. I can't really like eat properly because I have an issue now with anxiety where I feel like every time I eat or I swallow anything, even my own saliva, I'm going to choke. And now that I have like a diagnosis behind it, which is you have anxiety, it's like, okay, we're on medication now and I can eat. <laughs> Your girl and it's can peace eat of mind. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I had like three weeks where I couldn't really like stomach anything. I couldn't eat anything. couldn't really drink anything. Then I got put on medication and bam, within like two days I'm eating, I'm feeling like in a much better like mindset. And yeah, that's my good vibe of the week. I'm feeling so normal. <laughs> I feel normal. <laughs> I feel normal again. <laughs> but it is funny, isn't it? How like when you don't know what's wrong with you and like you know something's up but you don't know what it is, it makes the problem like 50 times worse. And then as soon as you have a name or a reason or a something, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, well, I feel a bit better now because now I have like a a name or a reason behind why I feel that way. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you don't want to say that that's the reason why you are feeling like you do because like it's easy to turn around and say yeah I'm just feeling anxious when you might not be feeling anxious because yeah. it's kind of not fair to say it if someone else who actually really does suffer with it it's not fair to kind of put your like you're in the same boat as them because yeah you, it's, it's, it's a very broad it's, thing. it's very like weird to like kind of do that sort of thing but now that I know that that's what it is I'm like okay yeah I'm just having an anxious day that is why I'm feeling the way I am. Or if I'm feeling really, really low, it's because I am going through my depression stage. There yeah. is a reason. Like I can't, I I don't have anything else to pin it on other than it's just my mental health. And I don't yeah, feel stupid. Yeah, it's so weird. Like there's, I think a big, like one of the things I always find, because I, so for backstory, so Tash, you've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, right? Yeah. So I got diagnosed with anxiety and bpd which is borderline personality disorder but i very much am on like the lower end of the spectrum of that because bpd is very very broad there is so many things underneath that umbrella Mm -hmm. and i only got diagnosed fully about maybe a year and a half two years ago yeah it wasn't that long ago it's been an experience oh yeah (laughs) but um tash do you want to give a like do you want to give a full backstory and then I'll give a full backstory and then we can talk about like all the ins and outs of everything? Okay. Well, actually, I kind of feel like we have given a bit of backstory. Yeah. Mm, ish. Ishy, yeah. But like, like, just to kind of like make the story a whole. So I feel like probably like, this is probably even going back like 10 years ago, isn't it? Like I've always had moments where I've been like very like up, down, up, down, but just put it down to I like, I would say as know, long as I've known you. Yeah, but I've always put it down to like, hormones I overthink a lot so that doesn't help and then I got diagnosed with depression when my granddad died but I didn't really accept that because I was like no was it like a diagnosis because you're grieving I think so yeah was it like a diagnosis of like I think it was like a no we think you're depressed here's some antidepressants and I was like no you're not listening to me that is one of the reasons why I feel low at the moment is because I've lost my granddad who was a massive part of my life. He was like my second dad, basically. Mm. And then I kind of just was like, no, I'm not depressed. I'm not going down the road. And obviously with like older generation, like my nan and my dad, they were kind of not really happy with that because again, it's a taboo subject. They don't really want to talk about it. Then fast forwarding on to probably maybe seven years ago, I walked into my nan choking but she wasn't she felt she like she was choking and then from that it kind of made me have a fear of food for a little bit 
And then at that kind of like time as well, I was dealing with anxiety, didn't know it was anxiety, was having issues with kind of like drinking. When I'm out to eat, I get really anxious thinking that people were watching me eat. Didn't put the two and two together. Then later on through life, it's kind of come in waves. A couple of months, I have an issue. Another couple of months, I'll be fine. Then it wasn't until about, when was it? Like, when did we go out for that meal in London? Um, About a month ago? I'd say about a month ago, because that was when, like, me and Amelia first addressed it to you for the first time. Yeah. Like, we've known about it for ages and we've, like, mentioned it, but that was the first time we'd really said to you, like, Tash, this is something you really need to be talking to someone about. Yeah. So I was like, right, I need to go and talk to someone. And then... Kind of not like, in a harsh way might I add like we said it nicely <laughs> no like it's always been something where we've all been aware of it I've always like addressed going oh my eating thing's really playing up again and then mm. I went to I had a counselling session and I literally started bawling my eyes out and it was such a relief to talk to someone who didn't really know me was just listening to what I was having to say and they were like yeah you have depression you have anxiety and this is why you are feeling the way that you're feeling when you're having this eating thing where you feel like you can't swallow yeah it's it's because your anxiety is at an all-time high and that is your body's way of coping with it is you're basically so when you're really anxious that your choking thing is like your body's reaction to like coping even though I'm not choking I can swallow and like drink my drinks and like swallow my own freaking saliva but my mind's going (laughs) you're gonna choke you're gonna choke even though I'm not it's just me being really really anxious and then like it psychs you out of actually swallowing your food literally and it's kind of like I'm sitting there going just swallow it just swallow it you can do it you can do it and it's like nope you're gonna choke you're gonna choke you're gonna choke even though I'm not going to but it's nice to have actually like spoken to someone and be like yeah this is completely normal then spoke about going to therapy which I will be doing I'm just like now on the waiting list and then they were like for NHS therapy for NHS therapy yeah and then it was nice to also have the approach of talking about therapy first before medication which was actually a positive so they talked about that before they gave you the medication yeah which was a positive way of doing it because the last time they were like his antidepressants didn't really want to talk about it didn't really want to give like counseling it was like right let's talk about counseling first would you be interested in talking about the medication if you say no we won't discuss it anymore and I was like actually yeah I want to try it and then we discussed it interesting yeah because you've had a, a really bad experience with it haven't you I don't even know so I think I could literally pinpoint when I started feeling anxious which is really weird Mm-mm. but like I would say it was probably when I was like 18 or 19 and I had quite a big thing happen in my life and I remember just feeling so low like I felt so weird I couldn't function I couldn't do I literally couldn't do anything like I would just sit at my house and then call my grandparents and go up and see my grandparents for a week and like I was reading books just to like not feel like I was in this world and like it was it was really really bad and um I went to a doctor with my grandma because she took me and um backstory my grandma actually used to run like a group for people who are struggling with mental illness or people who are like caring for someone or like family members of Mm -hmm. so she basically would like have talks with people and like they would meet up all the time and stuff so she took me to the doctors and I remember there was there was two 
So the first one was like, oh, she's just stressed. Like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And my grandma was like, look, like, I know her. This is not normal. Like, there's something Mm. wrong with her. And then she was like, no, we're going to get a second opinion. This woman's just ridiculous. And um, we went and got a second opinion. And she was just like, look, I think you're just anxious because you've been through a really big change. Like, it'll be fine. Just give it time, blah, blah. Didn't want anything to, like, literally would not give me anything. Wouldn't even give me therapy, nothing. Like, just completely poo-pooed it. So, um... I kind of just like knew I had it but didn't say anything for ages and I was like well there's no point going to a doctor because they're not going to listen there's no point talking to anyone because they're not going to listen so I ended up going all the way through until god maybe like six years ago um how old were we six years ago 24 uh yeah ish yeah so that was like five or six years later and then I I was living with an ex-boyfriend and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to call a doctor. And I made a YouTube video of me calling this doctor because I was like, do you know what? There's so many people who are also scared of this. Like I need to be the person who like stands up and makes this video and like lets people realise that this is normal and it's okay and like doctors aren't scary. So I called the doctors up and I went in and again, she was like, you're just stressed. And I was like, look, honey, (laughs) this is not stress. Like there is more wrong than stress. Like let's be honest. So... I came away and I was really, really upset. And I remember going back and saying to my ex-boyfriend at the time, like, I don't know what to do because they just won't listen to me. And like, I know something's up. I know that there's more to this. Like, they just won't listen to me. And he said to me to write a list. So what I did was every time I felt anxious, I would write down like all the symptoms of how I was feeling, um, write down anything that triggered me, like every single thing. So like, I had similar to Tash where at this specific time, I felt like I couldn't swallow properly and like my throat felt really closed. And I remember I literally used to like constantly do like really big breaths because I was just trying to make sure that I could Mm -hmm. breathe. And that was like one of the biggest things. And I felt like I had a really dry mouth and I had like, my heart was, I used to wear an Apple Watch all the time. I still do. And um, my Apple Watch would always have my heart rate as being like 120, which is so abnormal for a resting heart rate. (laughs) And I basically went in and was like, look, this is what, this is what it says. And I was going on a press trip a week later and I remember she was like, look, I'm going to give you pills for the next couple of weeks um, and then we'll talk about therapy. And I was like, okay, like, I guess this is normal. Like, I don't know. So she gave me anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants. And I was like, okay, like thinking nothing of it. Started taking them and I ended up feeling so much worse that I took them for all of like a week and was like, no, I can't do this. This is making me feel so horrific. So I stopped them and then I would carry them around just as like a support blanket to be like, I know Mm. they're there. Um, But never, ever, ever referred me to therapy. So she basically, she told me that I wasn't eligible for therapy. And I was like, I don't really understand how you determine what's eligible for therapy. Like, I I don't know how that works. Um, But this was obviously still a few years ago. So maybe it's changed. And then I ended up getting hypnotherapy, which we're going to go into in a little bit. We're going to talk through like therapy and stuff. Um, And then, yeah, finally ended up like literally three or four years later having this diagnosis. And now I get therapy on the regular and like, I don't take any medication just for personal preference. Like I don't want to after that one really awful experience. Yeah, I don't blame you, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you have been taking medication for a few weeks now and you've had a very different experience, right? I... Like, as I was saying, one of my big issues was was not being able to eat. And now we're taking this medication. I'm able to, like, eat. I'm able to, like, 
function properly without feeling like anxious all the time and like my main thing was the whole like my throat feeling like I was gonna like choke and since like I think it was like day two of me taking these tablets it just like went away I don't feel like anxious I don't feel like my mind's racing and I just feel normal which is really good which is crazy from two days literally, well. I know I literally thought it was going to be something like two weeks for them to take it into my system because they did turn around and say to me it usually can take up to two weeks and I was thinking this is yeah I think it depends on the yeah person, and I thought it? this is going to be me it's going to take two weeks I'm obviously going to feel worse before it gets better and it was like two days in I was all mm. woke up and I was like wow I feel normal. See, I remember having the ones I was on was like up to six weeks and I was like, there's no way in heck I'm feeling shit for six weeks just to feel <laughs> good long term. Like I I just couldn't do it. I was like, no, no, thank like, you. No, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel shit for six weeks. <laughs> but has it helped you with like everything? Like, do you feel like your mind is more clear and yeah, stuff? massively. Like, do you feel like you're less overthinking yeah. and everything? Like, I think one of my main things as well was I used to overthink everything if I had a pain in my side I think oh my god what is that oh my god it's my my appendix one second what side is my appendix and I'd be googling (laughs) things like I'd always like overthought things in my life but never to that extreme so I knew something I would say that's quite normal though like I sometimes will get a pain in google and be like like, am I dying and also you don't want to google if you have something wrong because it's just going to tell you the worst possible cases of what it could possibly be and you just freak Always. yourself out google is the it's worst like, you're gonna die and it's like oh my god i'm already thinking that anyways google tells you you've got seven life-threatening diseases exactly. for a headache like it's just it's not the exactly. place to go don't it's google things like if you have something the wrong it's like version of the ring like telling you you're gonna die in seven days <laughs> it's just like not Literally. the greatest thing in the world <laughs> but no it's like it's helped me massively with not overthinking the tiniest things and also being able to function properly in life because it was actually getting really bad where I was just like I can't do this anymore like I need to actually seek help and I'm so glad that I did and to get put on medication as well and obviously to talk to a therapist because I don't really want to be on medication for the rest of my life I'm already taking enough medication as is I'm like a walking tic tac (laughs) at this point so the girl with endless it's like migraines <laughs> i've got like well what have i got wrong me i've got iron migraines uh i'm low in calcium there's like i think i counted the other day i was like i'm on like eight different medications do you know what if i ever actually went to the doctors i probably would be too but i just no, don't, don't go, go. <laughs> don't become a walking tic-tac i've never even had a blood test i just don't know how i've done it i've never ever ever like had a blood test i've never had a tooth out i've never had a filling like never broken a bone I mean, i'm i've never broken a bone i'm like a very rare you are species, a very rare species. Of, of all that list i <laughs> agree with you on one thing which is the broken bones <laughs> have you no, never, never broken, broken a bone, bone. Oh. i feel like everyone's broken at least an arm apparently though we've all broken a toe at some point in our lives yeah apparently your little yeah. two toes you break all the time but you don't know because it's just like is so small and pointless it's not like an essential movement thing i don't think i think you would have known if you broken a toe though i don't know though because your little toe is like one little bone yeah. isn't it like it's not a or not it's not one little bone but you know what i mean like it's not a major it's yeah. not like your big toe where you need to like just in case if anyone is wondering right now i am actually looking at my toes to make sure they're not looking a bit weird yeah <laughs> i literally just grabbed mine i grabbed my toe and was like how many bones like, are in a little so toe normal. more than one because it bends <laughs> <laughs> there's two toes <laughs> Okay, so have you ever had no. therapy? No. The only, well, 
But you spoke to a counsellor. Yeah, though, I spoke to, to a counsellor um... for an hour and a half, and I. She even turned around and said to me at the end of the session, "You can literally see the weight that's been lifted off your shoulders. You look like a completely different person from walking." And I was like, "Oh, that's oh, so nice to hear." Let me cry again. But yeah, I was like, just from that one like session, we'll call it a session. I'm actually really looking forward to actually talking to someone properly. I, I think it's really good because they make you you don't have to say anything you don't want mm. to say obviously and like they'll never push you to say things well, kind of but not really like it's just it's good to talk about things because I think sometimes a therapist will relate something to something that you never even considered it could be so like you could have that eating thing and it could be nothing to do with what you think it is it could actually be something relating to like a completely different thing that happened in your life that you maybe don't realize yeah, is a thing does that mean, make yeah. sense yeah I think talking to someone will be quite good because I think like I have got things from like my past that I probably should talk to someone about but yeah Yeah. I just you know bury that deep down because I don't want to open that box now it is scary though like it's scary to open that box and I think like I always so I've had therapy on and off for years um so I've had I had hypnotherapy like I said a minute actually let me talk about that a bit so I had hypnotherapy hypnotherapy is I told Tash to get this because I think it's the best thing I ever did. Um, and basically, I have got a YouTube video on it. I'll link it because that was like back at the time when I had it and it's probably a lot more informative. Um, but I think I had about six sessions and basically they put you in this like unconscious state of being and it's like you're in your subconscious. So you're still conscious and you can still talk and you can still like, you're still there but you're like in a trance. It's really weird. So like she was like, had this music going and stuff and like talks you into the sleep. And then you like, it's, it's just so weird. So she'll talk to you and you're like in your subconscious. It's really bizarre. Like I would say visually, I could see like a black room and then like, as she'd say things, I could like see things. And like, I could see myself as a kid and like my little kid self was like talking to me and stuff. It was really Sounds weird. so weird. <laughs> but really good. Like it was so good. And I think a lot of the things that I was really trauma bonded to from my childhood and stuff, she really helped me to break and helped me to understand. But I did find it to be quite expensive because it is quite expensive. Um, and then I tried traditional therapy, which I was doing just before and like during lockdown um and I have to admit I did love it I thought it was really good um but I ended up just not really vibing that well with my therapist so like we got on really well at first and then I just found it a bit like I could basically see her reading off of a spreadsheet like a I could see her reading off of like a thing on the screen so like as I was talking to her I could literally see her eyes reading and she kept setting me the same homework and I was like you're not really paying like you're not really here like you're just getting the money and like this you're not really giving me anything so I ended up going to better help um which I've been doing for god I want to say maybe like a month or two now so I, I downloaded it ages ago and then I was like no no no, I don't think I want therapy right now and then I just felt called to download it because I was listening to a podcast and it was a sponsor of a podcast and I was like do you know what actually I'm gonna just try it like worst thing that's gonna happen is I don't like it and I find a therapist somewhere else um And I got matched with a really great therapist and I find it so handy. Like genuinely, I would say to you as well, Tash, like if you, what does the NHS do? Do they give you like a set amount of therapy sessions? So basically currently right now, you'll get like sent a text message saying if you want to still continue with it and you say either yes or no, because some people might not 
want to after a couple of weeks, which is fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And then you get put on a waiting list, which then takes between two to three weeks. And then, so yeah, that's actually like, quite I thought quick it was going to be NHS. like them saying, "Yeah, it's going to be like three months." And I'm like, <laughs> I, "I don't have three months. I need to talk to someone <laughs> now." Um, but I think it goes for as long as they feel like you need it. Yeah, I guess unless you need to be referred to like a specialist person or something. Yeah, so I think like you'll have like you know the typical like sessions, which I'm just guessing from here because I've never had therapy where you kind of they kind of talk to you to see what your issues are or what problems that you need to talk about or why you feel like you need therapy and then go from there. Yeah, it's always a lot of like deep diving. So like when you first go, I feel like I'm telling you, but I'm also telling everyone listening to the podcast. But like (laughs) when you first go to therapy, I always think that it's very, it's it's hard. Like it makes you anxious. Mm -hmm. It makes you upset. It makes you feel all the feels because you're literally having to explain all of the things that you've tried to suppress to a stranger and you're having to almost like relive them because they will ask you like how Mm. you felt about that moment and like what emotions it brought up and like they just ask you all the questions but obviously the only way to get better at things and not feel that way is to talk about it and the one thing I think they do really well is like they give you a lot of tools to take away so like they'll give you coping mechanisms and stuff Mm. which is obviously good good because I think like I think we're quite similar in the sense of like when we have an issue, sometimes we will talk about it, but most of the time we kind of just really push it down and go, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm the worst of this. It takes me a while to just go, okay, this is how I'm feeling, and I. Tash will just, is also like, very secretive and like very Virgo-y. Like she will never tell you if something's wrong. Like you can tell sometimes. I think in person we can tell more than like text. But in, like in person, you can tell when she's feeling some type of way, but she will still actively deny it. Yeah, it's just because I don't like... <laughs> You're I just very Virgo. Like, you don't like talking I mean, about things. You're very secretive. I don't mean to do it. I just feel like as if like I'm burdening people with my problems and that I... Which sh- you, you are not. No, I know. You shouldn't feel like that, especially like with your friends. You should never feel like you're burdening them. Like, this is something that like I even address with my counsellor, like when I spoke to her and I was like... Like, my friends are so nice. They always, like, encourage me to talk. But for some reason, I just, like, just push it down. And she was like, that's one thing that we can help you to, like, actually, like, open up to talk about and be like, actually, no, I'm not a burden. It's okay to talk. So that's one issue. It is hard, issue. though. Like, it's exactly. not an easy thing. I know. I feel like... Like, even look at today. So, like, today, I have been feeling so shit. And I literally was like, you know when you just have those days where you don't really know why... But, like, one thing will just set you off and you end up just, like, crying your eyes out. Like, I was literally on the phone to James crying my eyes out. And I was, like, talking to him and he was trying to help me. He ended up sending me Starbucks, actually, which was very cute. Second podcast, James has given me (laughs) coffee. (laughs) But, um, like, I remember I text Tash because she was like, hello, am I coming over? And I was like, Tash, I don't want to talk right now. And I was like, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And I was like, I feel rubbish. Don't talk to me about it. I don't want to. Like, I just don't want to talk about it. And, like, I think we're both quite like that. Like, we just, we feel a type of way but like you're the same I think in that like if something is wrong we'll say it if we want to say it but then we don't want a response yeah so like I'll say it and then I don't want a response like I'll just tell you and I'm like I just needed to get it off my chest but I don't need you to tell me I don't need to talk about it this is how I'm feeling we just move on yeah please or I'm like I just don't want to talk about it don't talk to me about it exactly like (laughs) I just don't don't want to talk about it right now I will tell you in a minute just right now I can't Life. But I do think that's something we need to get better at. And yeah. I think that's where therapy is good because like 
at least then you're talking to someone yes. and it's someone who has no idea about anything to do with your life like they just are like they're listening and helping like they're yeah. paid to help you they are trained and like qualified to like give that advice and help you yeah exactly but also like we shouldn't feel the way that we do about talking like to each other about stuff like i definitely need to get out of my head being like i'm not a burden to people like i should be able to talk to you guys if i'm having a problem i shouldn't feel like my problem is like oh they're gonna feel like it's stupid like don't need to talk to anyone about it it's like no if it's affecting you it's a problem that needs to be talked about i agree i think you should always share your issues but i think it's one of those things, isn't it, where it's like you never know what's going on in other people's lives. So I think sometimes like you can almost be scared off of saying something because you've said something to someone who's also feeling a bit rubbish and didn't really know how to reply. Because yeah. like you can only, you can't pour from an empty cup is one thing I like to think of. Like if someone is feeling really crappy, like they can't always help in the best way so they can try and help. But then if they're also not in the best headspace, like sometimes it doesn't really... Like, you won't get the advice, but then you can also kind of talk about your things and be like, look, I'm feeling really rubbish. You're feeling really rubbish. Like, let's just talk it out and, like, see what happens yeah, exactly. rather than, like, going for advice, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, I don't think you're ever a burden. No. But that's one thing I need to, like, work on. It's not feeling like I'm a burden. You're not a burden. I'm not a burden. Apart from when you're really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> when we have to carry you home, that is when you are a slight burden. <laughs> I'm like... I've had one too many drinks. Really, I've only had like three drinks. Oh God! Yes. But speak, so, how did you like? Obviously, so you've been like undiagnosed anxiety for years. Mm-hmm. So, how would you say that you have like managed that anxiety? Like, what would you say are things that you did on days when you felt really low, or like you know when you get those pending days where you kind of like you know that you're going to feel anxious, but it's not there right now. You know? Yeah. So I think for like you know it's coming. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's always, like, a slight pattern. Like, and it's always... I don't know what it is. I'll always have, like, a dream. And it's one that I get every single month. In case you all want to know, it's randomly what? a T-Rex chasing me around a playground. I don't know why. It's a reoccurring dream that I have every single month. Have you Googled month. what this means? Yes. Apparently it means I'm scared of change. I mean, that is definitely you if I've ever heard a dream exactly. that relates. But then I've had that every single month for as long as I can remember I'm just googling T-Rex chasing around playground yeah dream. like every t- I think I've, ch- I've looked like <laughs> twice and one of them is always here and said scared of change so I'll have this like this dream I will wake up and I'll go oh okay I've had that dream again usually for like the next Ooh. oh what's it say so it says no carry on what you were saying and then I'll tell okay. you okay so Usually, like, I'll wake up, and sometimes I can snap myself out of it, but when you also go to a work environment that you're not exactly happy with, people tend to, you know, tick you off, that then kind of, like, it's like a snowball effect. So it, yeah. just, it just keeps happening, happening, happening. So for me, when I know I'm having those days, I will kind of go a bit quiet, and then I'll, like, revert to, like, TV shows, like Friends, for instance, because apparently... I've seen something where it says people who have anxiety tend to watch the same programs and films over and over again because it calms them down. Yeah, it's like a comfort. Yeah. And it's comfort because you know what's going to happen, so there's nothing unexpected. Yeah, exactly. So I always watch Friends. I have a really hot bubble bath. I have chocolate. I have strawberries and grapes. And I'll just have (laughs) me time. 
By the way, can we talk about how weird it is that you eat full-on like sandwiches in the bath? Because I don't know how you do it. Literally. You posted a story of this the other day and I turned around to James and I was like, have you ever eaten in the bath? Yeah, I... <laughs> like, how? It's weird. I, I, Why do you eat in the bath? I, I, it's just this weird thing I have. I can tend to eat like a meal in the bath. I don't know why, how... This what, is... like take your spag bowl in the bath? Yeah, I've done it with lasagna before. I've done it with a roast dinner <laughs> before. I, I, this is what... Tash, that's so weird. <laughs> This is, I don't understand why I'm not a water <laughs> sign because I love being in the water so much. I don't know what it is. It's like very therapeutic. I just love being. It is strange, actually, isn't yeah, it? Because you're not all. I know. Sign. I love being in a bath, but yeah, baths like cure, like it cures me, it comforts me, and the, yeah, baths are very comforting. Yeah, like I'll be in the bath for like three hours, and I'll come out feeling like a whole new person when I'm feeling anxious. It's. I wonder if it relates to like being in the womb because like Maybe. obviously when you're a baby and you're in the womb and you're in water and you're all snug and cozy. Like I wonder if it's to do with that. I do feel at peace when I'm like near water. If if, yeah, water is very. If peaceful. I lived near the beach, I'd be at the beach by the sea every single day and that would actually calm oh me my down God, me too that would be the dream i would be so the same like are you actually saying no i'm by the sea i'm chill i'm good but then you say that i worked on boats and i was the most anxious i've ever been <laughs> <laughs> right do you want to know what this t-rex yes, thing tell is me. Like? so it says um the thing that's different about dinosaurs when compared to other am- animals frequently seen in dreams is that they're extinct they hold a particular place in our imagination for that reason, as well as having certain meanings to our subconscious. Um, seeing dinosaurs in your dream could mean that issues or problems or unresolved feelings from the past have been deeply buried and are returning because you need to deal with them. Oh, that's my mother issues. Maybe unresolved trauma was recently <laughs> triggered by something. If you dream of being chased by a dinosaur, you're continually trying to outrun it or hide from it. It could mean that you fear the change that comes from dealing with that difficult subject. Oh, Natasha. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See? Fear change. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, it's a dream I have every single month and I've had for as long as I can remember, like going back to when I was a kid. Do you ever get dreams where you're like trying to run away and you can't? Like I get them all the time. I either have dreams where I'm trying to run away and I can't run and I'm having to like claw at the pavement to try and like drag myself along. Or like, you know, when you try and like grab at walls and you just can't like, do you know yeah, what I mean? I know what you mean. So, like, you're trying to, like, just use anything near you to, like, make yourself move faster, but you can't. Um, or I have ones where I'm pregnant, which apparently means that you're really stressed. Oh. Because I used to get it all the time at uni, and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, is this meaning that I'm pregnant? Like, what's going on? And it's not. It's, like, it's to do with your, like, your stress levels being too high. Also, apparently, dreaming of your teeth falling out means the stress as well. I've had that a few I've times. I've had that. I've never ever had that. Yeah, I've heard that a few times and I've literally woke up and gone, oh, no, my teeth are still there. It's cool. Apparently there's a part of your dreams that's like, so every, every face you see in your dreams is a face of someone you've seen in real life. Really? Yeah, I think. I'm 95% sure that's accurate. So like, you can't just make up a face in your dream. Like it's someone that you've seen in person. So like, you know, when you're walking around the shopping centre, for yeah. example, like people that you look at, mm-hmm could be in your dream but you'll never remember it's that person because obviously you don't like you just saw them for a fleeting second weird so weird also i don't know why really ran me thinking of dreams have you seen the ones of tiktok where people would turn around and say you're not meant to ask someone in your dream what the time is i can't say i've ever really acknowledged that but why so apparently there's this thing you're not meant to ask someone in your dream what the time is because it can send you send you into a sleep paralysis what yeah really obviously like everyone if you're into tiktok and like sleeping and things 
go on TikTok and find this out because it's the most weirdest thing. There's so many stories about it as well. It's like, ooh, I kind of want to like, do it, kind of don't want to do it. In your dream, you're subconscious. So you're like, you're not actively choosing to ask that person. Like, I wouldn't say I could go to sleep tonight and be like, oh, I need to remember to ask what time it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, but apparently, apparently you need to like train your mind to do it. Oh, like lucid and dreaming. It's to do with, yeah, it's like kind of like being on like a different like parallel plane. Yeah, it's like lucid dreaming, isn't it? Where you're like, you can control yeah. your dream, but you're not awake. Yeah. And then the weirdest things that people have seen and like come out of like a lucid dream and then go into like a paralysis sleep. Ugh. It's like, Ooh. no thanks. But yeah, anyways, moving on from the same topic. <laughs> so back to the question. We went very off topic there talking about sleep. We very good. But um, <laughs> what would you say are your top tips for managing anxiety when you feel a bit anxious? Like three things okay. that you would say are like really solid bits of advice for someone who's... Say someone's listening right now and they feel anxious. What would your advice be? Okay. Number one is open up your notes folder in your phone and keep tabs of every single feeling that you feel on that day. Because you're getting it out, even if you, it's something you don't want to talk to someone about it, you just, you're not, you don't really know how to process if it is anxiety. Always writing something down, especially if it's like, if you want to like write it down on a notepad or you want to put it in your phone so it's kept yeah. more secret, do that because you're getting it off your chest. Um, second thing is... Getting it out helps so you, much as well, like journaling yeah, and stuff helps so it much. It really does help. You wouldn't think it does, but it actually does. Like I've done it for like the last like couple months while I've been feeling really, really anxious and it really does help quite a lot. Um, the second thing for me is like just getting outside or maybe even going to the gym. Yeah, like doing something that you love. Yeah, exactly. Like even if like for you, that's like, you know, getting into a book, going out for a walk, going to the gym, like whatever it is that you really enjoy doing, do that because it helps to take your mind off it. Yeah, like do something then, you love to distract yourself almost. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes it is hard to distract yourself. Like I've I've had days where like I've been really really anxious. I've gone to the gym, and I've gone literally for ten minutes because I'm that anxious. I can't concentrate when I'm there. I've done the same. But it's really hard. I've kind of felt a little bit better for going in a weird kind of way. Even though I have been really really anxious and I've I've had to go later on like in the evening I've actually kind of calmed down a little bit that's like proven though because anxiety like when you go to the gym you release happy endorphins so you're actually like relieving stress yeah exactly like you're putting so stress in your body if you thing. lift but like you're relieving stress long term yeah exactly and then I think the final one is is just having a pamper like <laughs> like we've all come to find out in this podcast I like being in the bath so for me having like an hour in the bath to myself, put a face mask on, eat in the bath, a full meal if you want to. I, I <laughs> a lasagna. If you want to do that. A lasagna. <laughs> the most I've ever had is like biscuits. I really don't know how you have a whole bloody lasagna. Oh, I had a bagel the other day. It was That's what I saw, the bagel. Great. Yeah. That was, have you never dropped the food in the bath? No, because I eat over the plate. It's bizarre, Tash. That's such it's a weird just, thing to do. Sometimes I'll just like sit up when I'm in the bath watch my tv program and eat and then i'll just kind of like you know have a wash you treat the bath again. like the sofa i know i love it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's where i feel my most happiness um but yeah having a bath having a pamper session face mask that just for me that's just like 
calms me down because I'm not thinking about anything. It's like my own little spa. So yeah, for me, that would be my top three things to do when I'm feeling anxious. Yeah, I'd say they're quite good three. Mm -hmm. I would say mine would be... I always try and get outside because I think being in nature is like probably the best thing ever. Um, And I think when you're outside, like even if you don't have headphones in, like it's so nice to be outside and just listen to the birds and like be in the woods or like just anywhere that's a bit green, like a park or something. Be out with nature. Yeah, because I think walking down a main road is stressful because it's just busy. But like if you can get yourself into like a park or a forest or a woods or something, like that's so nice. Um, Sometimes to be fair, I do take podcasts with me. Um... So I'll listen to like a self-helpy podcast or like a funny mm. one, you know, when you just want to laugh. Um, yeah. Or I listen to like subliminals, like lowering anxiety subliminals because then they're like relaxing music, but they also help you to relieve anxiety and stuff. Um, what else? What do I do when I'm anxious? I always do like a hobby of something that I really love. So like whether that's like reading a book or something, because I am, like I said before, when I was younger and I used to get really anxious, like I love escaping into different worlds and just being someone else for 20 minutes. So sometimes what I'll do is if I'm feeling a bit rubbish, I'll just set an alarm for like half an hour to an hour on my phone, put my phone on do not disturb and I'll just literally read a book because it's so nice to just escape into a different world, which is I think kind of the same as like when they say that you watch friends and stuff like you watch um familiar series when you feel funny because like it's the, yeah. it's like familiarity and escaping into being someone else for a bit and like yeah. watching someone else's life and not thinking about your own and then i'd say the third thing is i always make sure that i eat like a really healthy food so like if i feel really really crap rather than reaching for like takeaway because it's convenient I'll try and order like a healthier takeaway or I'll make myself some food that's like really healthy whole foods that like make me feel good rather than going for like processed crap that's just going to make me feel rubbish in five minutes time. Yeah, exactly. And that helps, I think. Yeah, make you feel better in the long run. And journaling, of course, but we've already said that. (laughs) Sorry. I think they're they're good. They're good tips to give for everyone. And I think we were going to mention briefly as well overthinking, but I think that kind of leads into what we've just said like with overthinking I think journaling and like writing it down is such a good way to do it because you almost rationalize your thoughts when you're writing because Mm -hmm. you write down how you're feeling in that moment but then your brain almost like starts to like unravel it and like work it all out at the same time oh yeah exactly and especially like with feeling anxious that really does kind of make the overthinking 10 times worse than it would normally do any day so I think like just writing it down like you said like journaling or even putting like notes in your phone it doesn't have to be like a massive like paragraph it could literally just be like words if that's what makes you feel better yeah just I agree getting just getting it off your chest out of your brain just helps so much more than you actually think it would do it just gets it out like it literally is as soon as you get it off your chest and you say it it's so much better than bottling it up even if it's like writing it on a piece of paper versus yeah. like or like writing it in your notes or saying it to a friend or whatever it just gets it off your chest and then it's like the problem shared problem halved exactly and like i think i've seen i think i've seen a tiktok on this where people turn around and said if you're really like struggling writing it down on a piece of paper and then if you're outside obviously don't do this inside but burning it yeah i talked about this on another to... episode actually like if you burn your like whatever it is you need to release if you burn it it does help yeah I've always wanted to try it, but sometimes I could never find where the matches are and 
sometimes you just need to get off so the phone's nearest thing oh i do like full-on moon rituals like every time there's a full moon i do rituals and i'll like write down all the things i want to release and burn them oh me and james did it before and we both ended up feeling so crap for like three days afterwards and we were like god we really have purged oh god (laughs) i love me a bit of a ritual (laughs) but um on that note i think let's round off the episode or is there anything we want to say i think we've pretty much covered everything i think we've done a good good way of getting everything out in the open helping some people i hope i think even just by saying what we've said like it helps we maybe haven't given the most tips or anything ever but honestly we're two girls that are very normal very much navigating mental health and like diagnosis and dealing with like diagnosis as an adult as well because it's very different to being diagnosed as a child and I think nowadays I feel like everyone's suddenly starting to actually like acknowledge things that are wrong like I actually have to um in a few weeks time book an ADHD diagnosis because me and James have been seeing a million and one TikToks and we've realized that I tick every single box, every single TikTok. Like, oh yeah, I just think it's a really good thing to know. Like, even if they say I don't, I think it's just worth knowing if I do because there's so many things that would be helped if I could explain it and get help for that specifically because getting diagnosed with ADHD is an absolute pain in the ass if you've ever tried to do it. Like, it costs a fortune. It's a bit of a ball ache. Um, takes ages but I think once it's done it'll just be worth it and then you get specific like medica- medications <laughs> medications <laughs> and therapies and stuff for it so yeah. yeah experience experience but what would we say is a, what's going to be our good vibe task of the week if you're feeling anxious write it down write down your thoughts in that moment write down your thoughts in that moment doesn't matter where you are just stop and take that minute or five minutes for yourself to release the feelings that you have and just get off your chest and you will feel so much better that's your good vibe of the week yeah and also in your notes on your um i don't know about samsung but if you use apple in the notes you can actually lock a folder yeah so you can make it so it's got a passcode um so if you like share a laptop or anything or you don't want it pinging up in like a work meeting or something you can actually lock that folder so you could just call it like notes or something um and then you can write your notes into there and like lock it so no one else can get in so really handy tip if you are someone who wants to do that um, and you maybe share a computer with your parents or something like that's a really good way to do things. Yeah, because it's private. It's only you can see it. The million and one alarms. <laughs> my, um, I don't know if you heard that, um, but my alarm just went off. We have a running joke. This is how bad my memory is. I forget so much that I have like 60 alarms a day to remind me to like take my vitamins, post to TikTok, post to Instagram. Like if I've got something to do that day, I have to set an alarm or I'll forget. Literally, it's like an alarm every single hour. It's like... Tash came over last night and there was like 10 and she was like, what's this one, Instagram? I literally was like guessing every single alarm that went off and I think I've pretty much got two of them right. Oh God, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. But on that note, we're going to round off this episode i really hope you enjoyed it and i hope we gave you some gusto to go out and tackle your mental health if you have maybe put off going to the doctors hopefully we've given you some courage to maybe go through and book an appointment or if you have been trying to decide whether to go to therapy etc um i did want to quickly mention i actually do have a code for better health um, it's 10% off using the code. I'll put it in the show notes because I don't actually know what it is off the top of my head. Um, but it gets you 10% off when you join. So really, really good deal. And it means you can give it a try, see if you like it for a month. You could 
subscribe long term um whatever you want to do but it is a really really good platform and i really like it um and just as a heads up this is not sponsored ps but um basically on the app you can do video phone call or text therapy so like you don't have to be on a video call with them like you can just choose to have it over messages if you want to etc so really really handy if you are a little bit nervous um there's multiple ways you can do it but i really enjoy it and um i think you guys would too so yeah i'll leave the link to that and the um discount code in the description box if you wanted to use it but yeah (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry Tash is just sitting in silence. Um, Sorry, I just forgot that I was on the podcast for a minute. <laughs> um, fun fact, we have actually... So this podcast episode, we have been recording sitting in two different rooms of my house. So Tash is currently in my bedroom and I'm in my spare room. <laughs> and we're literally like... There's a wall separating us. But we had to be in different rooms because I don't have two microphones. So This is yeah. the most like comfortable <laughs> I've ever been. To, like, She's literally podcast. lying on my bed. <laughs> the last one I was leaning up against a radiator... And now I'm like up, upscale to the bed. It's lovely. I always end up sitting. I So if you've ever wondered where I do my podcasts, I sit in my um, spare room, which is basically my wardrobe. There's loads of wardrobes in here. Um, and it's where my desk is. So I sit here because it's a smaller room. So the sound's a bit better. And I feel like there's a lot of clothing and stuff around. So it's kind of like more, it, there's less to bounce sound around if that makes sense like if I sit in my living room it's too echoey but yeah anyway should we end up the podcast because we've just chatted for an extra 10 minutes after saying we were going to end it (laughs) yeah we hope this episode has helped you guys and sending love to anyone who may be struggling it does get better it gets better we promise we do promise but it's also okay to have bad days like you're never going to feel good every single day exactly it's okay to have bad days never feel bad for having a bad day amen amen sister (laughs) bye guys thank you so much for listening Bye. Bye.